Welcome to Sharkcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. What are you guys doing? I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. <laughs> Hello, I am Weird Writer, one of the few sane people ever on this podcast. Also joining me is Evgeny. They call me Argent. Because I'm a party animal. You know, when when I thought 15 minutes ago saying that we should uh, have a drink for the show, I didn't realize it would lead to this. <laughs> you brought, you've done this yourself, you have. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> Ian has been abstaining. Look, my, my gin and vodka cocktail is gone. Water. It's amazing. I should drink Water. more of it. <laughs> you know, Evgeny... Jess was watching the show. She usually watches the intro, then watches who's that Cosmere character, then watches the rest of the show. And she said, wow, you guys on the Lord Ruler podcast got into things so quickly. And I'm like, that's because we don't have Evgeny to derail the intro. (laughs) 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 Which is true. Also joining me is Ben. Uh, I overlord Jeebus. And I didn't think of a, I'm, I'm not in the club. I'm just like, hanging out outside just standing yeah you were watching the as things like exploded around you like i don't know <laughs> I don't but i was trying to i was trying to react to us but then i realized i don't know what what way we appear i assume yeah, that's gonna we're, be Ian. We're i assume that's gonna be Argent, and I assume well that's you guys are Ian. both at the bottom you're in the bottom right evgeny's in the bottom left so yeah cool cool which, which is fair because i like being on the bottom <laughs> and i'm chaos <laughs> and <laughs> This week, guys, we're it's been a solid nearly three months since we've had a Word of Brandon episode, and that is unacceptable, because I think after the Skyward Tour Words of Brandon, over 25% of our episodes were Word of Brandon episodes. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. <laughs> so, we have not had one of these for a long time. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, we haven't had, had much reason any to. Si- yeah, we've had yeah. no reason to. So now, we're gonna do one. Uh, but first... I was reading Bands of Mourning, and it didn't occur to me that when they see the symbols for the Southern Temple, the Chandra are like, oh yeah, no, we have no record of these symbols or their ancestry at all. None, nothing in the words of founding refer to these kind of symbols. Mm-hmm. So Southerners have yep. nothing to do with the old classical Skadrial, presumably they were in a completely different place then, too, back then. No intersection. Yeah. Complete opposite side of the planet. Yeah. They were on the opposite pole. Yeah. And well, there was a giant te- demon mass of burning. Well, they weren't. In between. No, in classical Skadrial, Ben. I'm saying that. Oh, what, well, before even before the. Before the... the ascension, that those cultures <laughs> did not intersect. That's what I'm saying, which is interesting. Yes, or at least yeah. any records of them did not. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We're not I saved found, by the keepers. I found that very interesting. Yeah. Yes. Limited record keeping plus a thousand years of linguistic evolution. Southern Skadrians, yeah. <laughs> not one of the 14 lands. Ooh. Yeah. Whatever Which we that means. About. Yeah. yeah, no, we <laughs> It's just like, how many lands do we, should we have in classical Skadrial, Brandon thinks. It's like, ah, 14. That's, that's yeah, be great. That's a number. Clenny, Terrace. Any- oh, great, cool. <laughs> Cool. There, was, there was two in the south, and that made it 16 in total. 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and Evgeny, you were at JordanCon. I was at JordanCon. Yeah. So by the time this airs, uh, it would have been a month ish uh, after after JordanCon 2019. Yeah. But I was there, and it was a slow ish kind of year. Um, Dragon Steel did not have a strong presence. Um, Peter and Karen, both assistants to Brandon. Uh, Peter, kind of the main uh, big Hanshu assistant, and uh, Karen is the wiki slash uh, continuity editor. Yep. Uh, and and they were they were the only people there. Um, from the staff of the Seventeenth Shard, it was only me and Kmith, and we also had just a few random members of the community show up and like recurring um guests of the con yeah. stop by and say hi assorted members not assorted. just random members <laughs> just, just randomly show up at the convention <laughs> hotel it's crazy wow what am i doing here um <laughs> wild brandon appears what no way oh. no. uh no not no wild brandon but wild howard yes did appear um and because it was it was kind of a slower it was kind of a slower con even though there were more people there than there were last year when Brandon and Isaac and Kara and Peter and Karen were all there uh so not a whole lot to report so we didn't do a, a separate episode uh a few notable highlights i know a few listeners of the podcast uh managed to find me sometimes literally across the the not the dance floor but like the 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 dance hall um just out i speak loudly i don't that's that's weird um, <laughs> your voice is memorable yes. you yeah, can't it, i always loved transcribing chicago signings like <laughs> oh that's argent i can attribute this one i know exactly who this is well but you can that's also because like you hear somebody speaking, and you also hear the security going, "Sir, excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's memorable. Danger. It's, it's like it's like <laughs> warning of Getty. Warning, Sorry. Warning. Sorry. It's like parentheses. Like the security guards are like my parentheses. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. Anyway, so I know I know a few people uh, came by and and said hi, and it was it was it was really really cool. Um, give give Evgeny attention if you meet him, please. Like. <laughs> I don't, so I no longer need attention as desperately as I did before, but it feels really good though. <laughs> so, so that was neat. Uh, Peter and Karen did a a Dragon Steel panel where they talked about the Warbreaker leather bound uh -huh. coming out later this year. Is it hype? Oh boy, is it hyped? Yeah. Um. So Karen talked about the continuity and the kind of changes that they need. So not the exact changes they're making, but the kind of changes uh, they need to make. Um, hot from the from Jordan. Hmm? To Warbreaker. Well, like continuity and like yeah. there, there's apparently one one place where Vivenna wakes up and and Vasher's like, "You've been asleep for two weeks," oh. and it's actually been like a day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right uh and, and things like that um apparently brandon loves describing adjectives as deep i believe it colors yeah yeah so like and 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 there's like i don't remember if it was the the way of kings 
that they they showed an example from or or Warbreaker, but it's like somebody enters the room and describes the interior as as having deep furniture, I think, or deep wood. Like one of those two. Ah, yes, I love deep wood. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Um, that's my favorite kind of wood actually <laughs> deep wood see i have no issue with deep furniture you know when you sit on like a really soft sofa you just sink into it yeah that's definitely <laughs> what it means furniture. yeah uh but yeah so if, if somebody if somebody wants to do a quick search uh to see how many how many times brandon uses the word deep in the different books i'm curious oh, to see. that's where the deepness came from that's where yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Deep as an adjective yeah okay sure but but that's actually like work um, I'll say a quick skim of Warbreaker. It looks like it's like forty or fifty <laughs> times that the word "deep" appears in that book. <laughs> very, it's a very deep book. Um, so, so that's what Karen talked about, and then uh, Peter showed us. Uh, also talked about his side of things and um, showed us a few pages from the Warbreaker Leatherbound and how that's going to look. So, one thing they're doing. Which is really really cool, and there were there was no no photos policy. I assumed during the entire panel because you'll find out in a moment. But one thing they showed us was, so you know how when you when you get fancy books, sometimes they have like the the first character in each chapter is like looks fancy. The drop cap, drop image, I think is what they called it. But it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a drop cap. You you may be right. You absolutely may be right. But they're doing that for Warbreaker, and they're they've got the artist who does the Chinese covers Ooh. of all of Brandon's works. Ooh. Um, which, if you've seen his Chinese covers, like you know which one good. I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, you the, can the stained glass ones. Yep. Yep. So that this person is doing <laughs> that the drop was caps. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, it, uh, I I don't know their name, but I know you can find them on Deviant Art as Breath Dash Art. Uh, and they like they do a, a bunch of fantasy, like they have Lightbringer stuff, and they have like Warcraft stuff, and they have obviously. I think they've done some Lord of the Rings stuff too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and more recently, I was looking at their gallery. They did like. Um, the the classical D and D alignments, but as as stained glass, and so you have an image that's dedicated to, let's say, lawful evil or chaotic good, or things like that. That's nice. cool. That's so that person is doing the drop caps for Warbreaker. Um, a bunch of different artists are doing interior art. So unlike the the previous leather bounds, where uh, you just open the leather bound and there's like a, an assorted selection of fan art that mm -hmm. Dragonsteel has found throughout the years. Now the images are going to be interspersed throughout the book so that they match mm. the scene where they're supposed to be in. Ooh. Um, no wonder why Isaac's been busy organizing <laughs> that. Jeez. Yeah. Um, speaking of Isaac, uh huh. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Dragonsteel is still discussing, uh, but in an earlier panel, uh, one hosted by Dan Dos Santos, uh, whom I will just call Dan because we're now friends. Um, <laughs> he mentioned that he had found this really exclusive, limited edition, no longer being mass-produced paper that looks like 
shimmering and shiny. And so they are considering using that for the Warbreaker things, which is going to be super cool with all the Biochroma stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, And and for people who don't know who Dan Santos is, one friend. (laughs) Where have you been? One, he's the cover artist for uh, Warbreaker. The US cover, yep. The US the original, cover. the original cover. Yep. Yeah, um, he's done assorted interior artwork for Stormlight. He is Dandos the Oil Sworn. Yep, and he did the Ishar and Shalash end pages for Oathbringer. Hype. And speaking of end pages, he is doing all of the end pages for uh, for the Warbreaker Leatherbound. New art, brand new art, excellent, gorgeous. Um, <laughs> you can you can see Ben salivate, uh, wherever wherever on the screen he is. If you're watching, I'm also <laughs> salivating because both of us have seen the art and it's so good. It yes. is so good. I managed um, to get good a, for Warbreaker. Sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's some I some agree. of that stuff is absolutely stunning. Like, um, Howard so Leon, who did. Uh, also, my friend Howard, um, <laughs> who did the other two end pages of Oathbringer, uh, so um, Jezrien and, and, and Vettel, uh, he's doing an interior piece uh, somewhere in the book. I don't, I mean, I suspect where it's going to go because I've seen it. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but it's it's great. <laughs> Hype. This is it, great. Yeah, super hype. That's going to be hype. worth that $100, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. so one thing I noticed was that at like with each leather bound, Dragon Steel gets measurably better in producing leather bounds. Yes. Like if you oh, yeah. if you own the Hero of Ages one and Hero of Ages by the way is steps beyond Well of Ascension, which in terms of steps beyond Elantris. Yeah. Warbreaker just blows it out of the water. You could say it breaks all the boundaries mm. of what a leather bound can be. Oh, it breathes it life into what a leather let's, bound can be. So, let's just say it's breathtaking. Hey, that's a way better pun. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, what, what else in Jordan Con? What else in Jordan Con? Uh, so Dan did a panel as well. Uh, he also showed us the end pages there, and he also showed us a bunch of art that will not appear in the leather bound. Uh, and all of it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and the issue with that art is that it just doesn't fit on the like because when you when you open a book, as I will demonstrate on video with my signed anthology of Jordan Khan. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so when you when you open a book, the end pages are like the the back of the cover and the first page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This needs to be able to form an image, and so if you do, if your end page is, let's say, one of the one of the scrapped ideas was um, a painting of Siri, uh, mm-hmm. a little a little abstract, uh, where she's just kind of uh, uh, hunkered down and and she's holding her knees, uh, clearly sad, and then her hair is just spilling over the entire page, um, almost like a prison, actually. And something like that, even though it is a fantastic piece of art, 
and I really hope Dan puts a blog, my friend Dan, puts a blog <laughs> later on, um, where where he uh, shows all of this art. It doesn't work on an end page because it's kind of a, a single central figure. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard to split. Right. Uh, yeah. Whereas things like the Oathbringer end pages, they're all individuals. Right. Yeah, right. You can yeah. you can put one on this page. It's one a on it's page. a figure that's like yep fits on a page. Uh, so he showed us a bunch of those. And he might put up a blog once the Leatherbound is out where he does essentially the, the making of uh, the end pages of Warbreaker. So That'd I'm cool. really, really looking forward to that because there's some prime wallpaper material there, let me tell you. Mm. Um, but that's, that's on the art front. So other things from Jordan Khan. Karen has a file on her desktop, uh, well, laptop, desktop, called Cosmere Master Timeline. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah? I, I tried in a number of different ways to trick her to open that file. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did not. Yeah. But it's there. I've seen it. I've seen it. You've it seen exists. that it the file has an icon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is it a spreadsheet? What kind of file is it? It, it is a spreadsheet. Okay, all right. It is, it is a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet. Other things from Jordan Kahn... Howard Leon showed up briefly. Um, we got to chat uh, a little bit. I know one question that has not exactly plagued the community, but but has arisen is the... Um, well, I'm going to boil the question down to the symbolism in the Vedal uh, end page. Yes, right. Uh, and if, if you've seen my report on the forums, you already know what I'm talking about. But um, we know that Veto is the patron of, of surgeons, among other things. Yes. And hmm. what she holds in her hand appears to be um, not, a, not a... Is it a compass? It's not a yeah, compass. it's a compass. Yeah, it's a compass. It's a drawing compass, not a direction compass. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, it, uh, a drawing compass. And, and that's always been confusing to a lot of us. Um, the symbolism hidden in this painting is that it, it goes back to ancient cultures on Earth, not on Roshar, but maybe on Roshar as well. Um, according to whom, if like you could inscribe a circle to kind of represent uh, all of the knowledge in the world where the things inside the circle is the knowledge available and achievable by people and everything outside the circle is knowledge forbidden to men. And so you combine that symbol with the four keys, uh, which are obviously referenced to Vedaladev's uh, golden keys yes. in the story. But the fact that there are four of them is meant to symbolize the all of the knowledge in the four corners of the world. And so she's coming down these steps, holding two objects uh, strongly associated with knowledge and giving knowledge, and she's coming down these steps, descending to to give this knowledge to mankind. Uh, so that that's pretty much what's what's in there. That's cool. Um, I want to know yeah. more about Vettel. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 really cool. It's it's really cool. Uh, both and, him and, and, and Dan, just real quick, uh, reaffirmed that most of the things in their paintings are their own. Uh, so if if you are looking at those paintings and going. What hidden message <laughs> is Dragonsteel trying to, to, to send to us? There is a very good chance that there is no hidden message. Okay. Hmm. There might be, 
but but chances are there isn't yeah but it 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 does make sense that they're drawing on real world like ancient myths yeah. for this because brandon has said that in his opinion a lot of that is just how humans are like um myths about mazes like yep um yeah the minotaur yeah. and the maze of ishathon on scadriel it's like these things keep popping up no matter which humans you are so it's yep. it's very conceivable that um roshar would have these same connotations yeah yeah yep. i agree cool. so that's my recap Great. jordan con let's um uh, it was supposed to be a slow year and it wasn't <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to do some more words of Brandon and talk about none of that. And so <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with uh, a signing in March in Orem. So Blue Bar asks, so does a blood seal have to be carved from bone? To which Brandon replies, doesn't have to be, but usually is for various reasons. So Blue Bar then asks, is there any requirement for how a blood seal is made? like location, like where the seal comes from? Brandon, yes, there is some tradition tied to it, and that tradition is steeped in fact, but not all the traditions are necessary, if that makes sense. So they have more baggage to it than it actually needs, but some of the baggage has, like the type of bone you're using, where you get the bone and the location and stuff is relevant, but some of the other things they put on it are not, and also it's not 100% necessary blue bar so they think it might be necessary but it's actually not brandon yes yes i think there was another one that i put on the list uh that was in here that i didn't put on the list that was saying how you have to actually use the blood that from the person that you're sealing oh okay that's, that's i mean which which makes sense because that's what we saw in in the emperor's soul yeah yeah because it's it's blood sealing it's not bone ceiling so yeah. little blood will be probably yeah. the yep. more important part and then one last blue bar question about blood ceiling how does blood ceiling actually work with the skeletals does it trap something inside the bones like a command brandon yeah it works very similar to making a lifeless slight variations but you are basically animating the bones by using investiture that doesn't actually belong to them and tricking them into thinking that it does for a little bit of time and making it think it's alive again and the fact that it's bones is really important for that, for blood sealing. But it's working in a similar way. The distinction is that with lifeless, you are actually using part of their own soul, right? And with blood sealing, you're not. Except you're not. You're not using part of... Well, unless you say that breath is... I mean, you could. Thing. You could, but you don't have to. Well, I think it's because the residual connections to the echo of their soul and spiritual realm from their body. For lifeless. For, for, yeah, lifeless. Yeah, for lifeless. Well, I mean, in, in, yeah, with lifeless, you can't bring them, like, you have to do it with just a certain, do you have to do it a certain amount of time after a body has, like, died? No. You can't just no. pull up any no. corp, random corpse and... Uh, okay, fair I enough. mean, fresh corpses are better because yeah. they're better preserved, but... You have to do some yeah. specific stuff for the one breath command to do it okay yeah you have to replace their blood with it or alcohol yeah, yeah. well you, you don't have to but they work better if you do yeah. yeah well for the one breath well no the one breath command is just the command that uses one breath Icar alcohol well, is just like maintenance the body. 
you're you're putting like better oil in their engine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably but, better so, to trick the body to operate yeah. better, I guess. Then mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also like their hearts are not beating, yeah, so right. like, there's no <laughs> Blood's probably not the best thing there. It's just gonna yeah. clump in the legs. Oh great, let's talk about blood again. Great. <laughs> so <laughs> Welcome to Bloodcast. Brandon has said that the lifeless are more aware of what's going on than the Haladrin give them credit for. Right. Like the fact that they're okay. keeping the lifeless in the dark is not a good idea. So this mm-hmm. makes me think that the skeletals, because they're not using part of their own soul, whatever that means, probably aren't. Yeah. That. They're yeah. just constructs. It feels like they're just much more removed from the original body mm. type yeah. thing. Cool. Yeah, thank you to Blue Bar for getting us a bunch of blood sealing whomps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't for some reason we don't get a lot of people asking about like blood and corpses and, and other macabre stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, let's go back to blood and hemology. Let's do that again. That that'll be fun. <laughs> well, but that that's because that's because hemolurgy is not only blood, but it's also metal. People like metal. Yeah. Power. <laughs> uh, let's say a couple of questions from Snipe XC. Oh yeah. Snipe EXC. Would Nightblood view Nail as evil? Uh, to which Brandon pauses for a long time and says, "Probably not." What Nightblood views as evil is very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought Nightblood just just like just looks for any excuse to accuse anyone of being evil. So but it's not. It's like a test. No. If you if you him for certain things like killing or like he recognizes that and yeah, interesting. yeah. So it's it's so really like, interesting. Prevent, like. He tests for Venna and she gets like really sick. Yeah. And that's part of the test. It's either you okay. get sick or you murder a whole bunch of people and then yourself. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It's a real thing. I don't know. We can we can probably do like an, an entire episode on Nightblood. Probably. And, and half of that episode. Probably should do at some point. How does episodes how... on Nightblood? We've never done that before. <laughs> how does he evaluate what is yeah. good or evil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Either way, way this this rabbit hole beyond the scope of this podcast. (laughs) Yes, cool. So moving on to the next uh, one, another one by Snipex. Uh, Could an analog computer be made using Fabrials? Which Brandon says yes. Cool. Cool. That's not terribly shocking. No, yeah, it's not. I mean, analog computers are pretty terrible, but you know, you got to start somewhere. This next one is very interesting. Questioner asks, how would the city of Boston change over time in the cognitive realm, not Shadesmore, uh, because its harbors have been constantly filled in with dirt? Brandon, hmm. right, right, right. It will change to match, but there will be a time lapse, right? They'll be lagging behind. Questioner, so you could dump it full of dirt, and then it might take uh, like five or ten years before it actually appears as land? Brandon. Yeah, that's exactly about how it would go. Right, yeah, right. dump it, fill it. Yeah, dump dirt in the harbor, just not tea though. Hey, that was that was a very patriotic. 
Mr. Uh, British person. Okay, yeah. that's your name, Mr. British person. Mr. British. Uh, and you know we 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 fought a war. Okay. And yeah. we did it uh, no taxation the... without representation. We <laughs> did that on the backs of ourselves in and the fireworks was... and yep. hamburgers, and that's the Fourth of July. That's how it goes. And we had no help from the Ooh. French at all. <laughs> we we all rolled. Us. We rolled fireworks into battle. <laughs> we yeah, we we were personally Look, I, there. I that was I was I'm a full 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 born American. <laughs> yes, I'm. Okay. Um, so, I I find this question very interesting, though. That how the cognitive realm there's this lag on physical changes. That's very I think interesting. This makes sense to me because mm -hmm. the cognitive realm is shaped by people's like yeah knowledge, collective. but it's not it's the collect the collective ideas of people, and it's not quite a it's not quite a if I think of something as this thing, it'll change immediately. It's that kind of sub subconscious, deep-rooted belief of something. So it's, it's like something yeah. has to gain weight yeah. before it's reflected. Like, yeah. and, and this makes sense because Brandon has said that as understanding of like the gas giants and the Rosharn system becomes more deep, that yeah. they will deep. start to get reflected in. Yeah. The environs there. So, so yeah, um, people would think of the Boston Harbor as as a harbor, and so it would appear as a harbor in the cognitive realm. But then, if it got filled in with dirt and not tea, then that people would slowly over time start thinking of it as not the Boston Harbor, but the Boston. I don't know dirt pile. I don't know a lot about Boston, so it just becomes more of Boston. <laughs> it's, okay, it, it's it's just a matter of where the boundaries are. Yeah, um, if you're a Bostonian, put your angry comments below. <laughs> And your tell us about your dirt piles. Tea in the um, <laughs> America Fourth of July, yeah. Other fun Boston fact: there was a molasses flood at some point. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah, did, horses uh, died. A massive container of yes, like molasses, I, yeah. like burst, yes. and it like flooded yes. a Le entire legit section. Legit horses got stuck <laughs> in the streets, and they had to put down the horses. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. Man, Boston's crazy. Damn. Yeah, yeah guys, this is a real thing. A cup of tea I'm just gonna march <laughs> through this entire conversation. Welcome to Boston Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Boston Facts Podcast. For all your um, news discussion about Boston Facts. That this reminds me of a similar wob um, from the past year or so, I want to say, where somebody asked what would happen if, let's say we are uh, on Roshar, uh, so we can use the term Shadesmar without Ian yelling at anyone. Yep, that's right. And if there is an island, let's say, on the other side of the continent of Roshar, it's just a small island with like 20 people or something. Obviously, that island would have a presence in the cognitive. Well, what would happen if all the people there died and nobody outside of the island knew about this island? Like, how would how would that change propagate through the cognitive realm? And Brandon's answer was essentially that it would shrink down and disappear yeah. right but there'd uh, probably be that mark. like time lag right yeah it would yeah, immediately it, it would definitely it would, be yeah it would super, this is super cool cognitive mumbo jumbo i love it this, this is cool <laughs> why why are they reflected why is land water and, or beads and vice versa yeah. whatever cognitive mumbo jumbo but it's cool 
let's uh end this episode of boston facts support us below <laughs> yes. uh i'm just kidding uh but and real. let's talk about something that won't divide us am i right <laughs> okay so this one is from i've always said his name snipey xe yeah, so me too <laughs> me too that seems okay. like the wrongest way to say that <laughs> it has okay. exe in the name yeah but it yeah. also has snipaxe so you might as well just call them snipaxe if you're gonna say it like that it's just welcome to shardcast criticizes <laughs> <Okay>. your username <laughs> we love you if you yeah. are the artist formerly known as snipexe <laughs> Tell us how to say your name. <laughs> okay, so continue. SnipeyXE, could you create a nuclear bomb using the surge of division? Brandon, not division, but there are Cosmere powers that are built around splitting item atoms. Splitting items. <laughs> how do I split stacks? Someone clicked and covered the text. So yeah, don't do that. Guys. What of you guys? Yeah, that wasn't me. That was uh, Anonymous Neon Cat. So fuck you guys. Whoever's purple on this. Well, this this is good because we talked about Division in the Night's Radiant podcasts. And yeah. uh, so that's good to know that they can't use it this way. Yes. Uh, and presumably it is not strong axial interconnection and weak axial interconnection. Yes. On here. <laughs> Looking forward. Mm-hmm. More Cosmere Magics. Let's, let's create nuclear bombs. What could go wrong? Nothing. Cool. I'll say, we do know that the we believe that the atom-splitting magic is a Yolish magic. So we'll see yeah, it eventually. It's Yolish. Yeah. 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 Cool. Pre-shattering magic, maybe. Probably. Probably. Yeah. If light weaving was a pre-shattering magic, and it, yeah. it is still around in some form... It should hmm. still be around, but maybe worked a little differently. Maybe, maybe changed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm on. Next question comes to us from questioner pending review. <laughs> <laughs> My thought is, you know how the Stormfather in Oathbringer says he's not able or he's never seen Dalinar be able to create a bridge. Does that mean honor could be reborn? Fair warning, listeners and viewers. We have no idea what this means. <laughs> this questionnaire is, uh, is... But Brandon apparently does, because he says... <laughs> so, there are things standing in the way, but cosmeurologically, it is fully possible that another person could become honor. The vessel that was holding honor before is gone. That'd be kind of asked. Yeah. Yep. Though the Stormfather is kind of his cognitive shadow at this point, in a way... But the power, something else could be done with it, or it could remain in the state it is now. Your answer is yes, but there are some hindrances along the way. So Brandon answered the second sentence in the question. Yeah. Could honor be reborn? I don't know what's going on with this bridge thing. Yeah. The only bridge that I remember is like one of the diagram Terravengians. Yeah. yeah. They will form a they, bridge. They will form a bridge. bridge. Well, I, I oh, think yeah. they're referencing the perpendicularity. There. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Because that's uh, yes. what the Stormfather says. Hey, you should not be able to do that. Oh, see, I thought or as it's known, one of the... the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Yeah. That. Uh, so this it's also is... a lot easier to say than perpendicularity. Yeah, yeah, but don't you sound you know, more pretentious saying for particularity? It's also way more fun to say. That's why we use it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Gotta make this podcast more dense. Uh, so, right. I mean, it makes Much sense like that someone could become Honor, mm-hmm. but yeah, some hindrances being the spread? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I... but a lot of the investiture is in them, right? Yeah. But it's still part of Honor. It is, I would say it's connected to Honor. I don't think uh, yes. if anyone were to ascend to Honor, capital C, uh, if anyone were to ascend to Honor, they could just like suck out the juice from all the spren. I don't and... think you would have to. Depends how much is in the like... spren, though, right? But, but yeah, that's what I think. Honor would was... have like less power. He... Anybody holding Honor would be have less power available to them to you, they would have Agreed. less liquid assets. It, yes, <laughs> but it I, would all still be part of them. I agree with that. If this is true, as long as the majority of honor's power is kind of quote unquote free investiture, like hanging out in the mm-hmm. spiritual storms. realm, if most of it is in the spren, then maybe there isn't enough outside of them for somebody to like ascend. And yeah. Like, have well, their body because honor was honor was, was splintered. Yes, and absolutely. So then that must mean something for someone trying to take up honor. They're not yeah. just going to be able yeah. to grab all of honor's power and just yeah. take it. Up. They're going to have to do something with the where where of the splinters yeah, are. I think so, right? In all the spread, yeah. And and I think the assumption is, or at least Odium's intent, lowercase, <laughs> double lowercase, because it's the the. The normal English word intent um, was that double lowercase. <laughs> double <Yeah>. lowercase. <laughs> um, I think his his intention was that honor would be so splint. Like the reason he's splintering shards is so nobody else can ascend to that shard. And so, if the net effect of the splintering is that, let's say, ten percent of the shard's power is now in in these entities around the world called spread then okay great but like you can you can still go and ascend to the other 90% yeah. which is it defeats the purpose so i yeah. feel like most of the power needs to be in the spread yeah or or, or somehow inaccessible like free yeah yeah personally i think the main hindrance is you've dark god right next door that will absolutely like attack anybody that tries to ascend yeah and yeah, but murder them before they get a, a good enough grip on the power yeah see i think cultivation could uh like block an, an attack on something like that and like it wouldn't be as easy as you're making it sound it's a hindrance it's not insurmountable i don't think that's what the hindrances mean in this context i think it's yeah. a mechanical part of it's what the be... splinters are yeah it'll yeah. be it'll be the splinters. i think they are all a factor Sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We well, just could theoretically the... someone become honor. Yes, theoretically. But oh, unity. <laughs> I and, still and, yeah, contend yeah. that unity is becoming like Dalinar or someone would have to understand all of the ten purposes of honor ah, and yes. that unity is but one. Yes, yes. Mm, yes, the ten the ten honor's purposes, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Moving on. Uh, another one. So this is another one from NSIPXE. Um, would a primite... <laughs> from, 
from, from wait wait snip, wait snipexy wait <laughs> okay, say that first sentence again there ben <laughs> i tried would to you, ben. primate be turned into a core what did you say first you primati <laughs> i think, I think, you said... I, think I think i said primark because i'm terrible um so mr andalasium a... himself <laughs> god oh primate him. be turned into a coloss if the spikes were placed in the correct bind points uh brandon said question. something like a coloss but you would not call it a coloss uh snipex said would they lose intelligence or gain if they were and brandon said you could do it either way which is Confusing. Well, Is you can though? have things. You can have spikes that gain intelligence. And we see that with the chondra, right? Mm -hmm. That that's kind of, when you put chondra spikes, chondras gain intelligence. With uh, coloss, see, uh, it's kind of warping I, you. I, I view gaining. that very differently. They are not. They're unmucking up. I guess the chondra spirit web. I guess it's, that's true. you're right. But I guess you I can was, I was... imbue sentience in like cats. That has been explicitly asked and answered. <laughs> yeah. See, go. I was reading. The, I was reading the question as, "Can you, if you just got coloss spikes and whacked him in a primate, would that freeze the intelligence?" And I'll be like, "No." Well, but yeah, if you could, if you could just spike them with a, a random cat into intel, like intelligence, then I mean, I don't think there's anything random, but yeah. Are yeah. all the coloss spikes pewter? No. Is that a is that a thing? I don't think so. Pure in what way? Pewter or iron? The, uh, they're all iron. They're all iron. Yeah, yeah, it's human strength. Okay, that's the attribute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so right. I, I wonder if, let's say, so, so what I assume is going to happen here is if you take spikes that would work perfectly fine on a coloss, so iron spikes charged with strength, and you put them in a some other primate monkey, primate, primate. <laughs> yes. No, I know. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm making fun of Ben. Sorry, not you. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you approved. So, so you would be then giving the monkey a ton of strength, and so I assume they would warp in. A, so, one of the reasons the coloss warp the way they warp is because you were you were making them super jacked. Yeah. <laughs> because you're giving them so much strength. Yeah. You do that to a, a gorilla, let's say, it gets super, super jacked. So it gets yeah. morphed it, like along similar lines. But if you were to give them a different kind of spike, but let's say still five spikes, then they might turn, obviously in the appropriate bind points, they might turn into a Colos-like construct that's not super, super jacked. It's just... Yeah. A so different if you, yeah. construct, like if you, yeah. So if you're if you start jacking a primate, then it's gonna have a different effect. And if you're not jacking the primate, yeah. Moving on, Eric. What's the next question? <laughs> oh, okay. I hope you find this entertaining, listeners. <laughs> maybe maybe, I... maybe our choices before we started this podcast were unwise. No <laughs> oh. mistakes were made. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that I was going to say similar things that I was like, I need to change my wording to get away from that. Ben's like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to dive straight Start in there. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> All right. Windle Runner asks, Hoyd, he already has his Cryptic by Era 2, if I'm correct on the timeline. So we have seen him using his new fancy So lightning. have we seen? 
Thank you. So have we seen him using his new fancy light weaving in action? Has he spoken his fifth truth? Brandon, I'll raffle that for now. I'll raffle both of those. Those are two separate things, but I'll raffle those. You've seen Hoyd light weaving, but whether you've seen him use his new light weaving, we'll leave that off for now. And the interesting part, let's just say that he knows that certain uses of investiture are easier to detect than others. And if you don't want to be seen, there are certain things you don't do. Discuss. Uh, Rosharan light weaving is really sneaky, but maybe Radiolish light weaving is even sneakier. Is, so, is, yep. Is I, that how you'd interpret that? Uh, well, 100%. one of them is one of them is more sneaky than the other, and hmm. that's interesting. Maybe like so we know. Yeah. Here, here is. I agree, and and here is my my okay. read on this. We know that light weaving specifically is quote unquote quieter yeah. than uh anything Kaladin can do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um the way Brandon is answering this question, he is saying like we know how it has two forms of light weaving, and yeah. Brandon knows that we know, or at least the questioner does, that he has two forms of light weaving. So for him to explicitly bring up, hey, I know that you know that Hoyd has Yolish light weaving and Rosharan light weaving. But let's say that using some investitures are easier to detect than others. And that's the answer I'm going to give you. So whether Yolish light weaving is in fact, quote unquote, quieter than Rosharan light weaving, which it may be because the Yolish variant seems like low Lower energy, power low effect. Yeah. 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 Um, whether that is true or not, Brandon is using that as an answer to, to the question. Like, it may not be a true answer, but, but that's what Brandon is saying. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, it's like investiture tied to a splinter of adenosium. Yeah. It's probably louder than basic stuff from before the shattering. Well, whatever yeah. form that is, however, whatever, yeah, that, like, <laughs> old power. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot we don't know about Yolish magic and light weaving from there specifically. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> we also don't know but... what qualifies that things being louder or not. Like, yeah, we don't yeah, really yeah. No. know? Not really. But I think it's a safe bet to say if a magic just produces a larger effect, then it would have more of a... It, it would be more detectable. Yeah. Because you're, you're expending more, not energy, but investiture. Yeah, and it yeah. totally makes sense that light weaving, that Shalon's light weaving can do a lot more. You can make sounds and stuff. Hoyd couldn't do that before. Like no. needed. Like, I've always physical thing. It's actually I've louder. Always, <laughs> I've always said that it seems like Yolish light weaving is more about manipulating things that are already there, like smoke yeah, or right. dust or stuff. So it could be that because you're not creating an illusion out of nothing, you're kind of just subtly yeah. manipulating the world. It could be yeah. quieter. Yeah. So that should yeah. be very quiet, which I mean he would probably only use the fancy light weaving unless very necessary, right? Considering Odium would really want to destroy him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Although if he's on on schedule, because the question is about you know, Era have two. we seen Hoyd Lightweave in Era Two? Well, the then, issue then maybe is... his concern is less with Odium and more with Seekers. Somebody else. Like on schedule, you have Seekers, and presumably yeah. that could detect kinetic investiture yeah, if you were like, trained to do. He so. doesn't. He doesn't care. <laughs> I think he yes, could. I but depends. I don't I, I know if sure, that's okay. what Brandon was getting at though. Sure. Cuz it's like there's no guarantee that the seeker is going to know wait, what is yeah, that yeah, yeah, for sure, rhythm. For sure. But like other people are chasing be... him and stuff, you know, like not mm -hmm. just regular Skadrians. Sure. But... Yeah, sure. And there's Trell. Yeah, I was going to say Trell is. I thought would be more of a worry for him. Well, yeah. Like, oh, cool. Hoyd can deal with normal seekers. <laughs> I well, I mean, I'm just saying, if you're on Skadriel and you're a secret organization, it's like, hey, let's just hire a seeker, get a seeker into our organization, and train them to search for this person. Oh, right? okay. like, like yeah. you have easy access to people who can detect investiture, right? Yeah, yeah that is true. But theoretically, that applies to any world, because any world-hopping organization could just recruit someone on schedule and take them off-planet. That's yeah. true, but like... <laughs> or just take someone there's from... There's gonna the, be the, a the, lot more Seekers on schedule, is what I'm saying. The, yeah. the cognitive realm-born, metal-born that we that they have, apparently, because, you know, we've got... What's her face? Yattel. Yattel, who is yeah. not confirmed to be metal-born. No, 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 but what I'm saying is if you've got if you've got one South uh, Skadrian descendant, you probably have North uh, Skadrian descendants living in the Cognitive Realm, so you probably have, like, we'll Metalborn that are native to the, the Cognitive Realm. That's what I'm thinking. Very true. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, this questioner asks, how many different worlds of the Cosmere has Nightblood been to in total? By which I mean been present in the physical realm of that world. Very good crafting of a question. Well crafted. Bonus, Ten out of bonus 10. Bonus points. Bonus yeah. points. Brandon. More than two. Very well crafted answer. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the answer to this is probably not very exciting. That like it could just be like Ashen or Braze. Like somehow yeah. in the transition mm -hmm. from Nalthus to Roshar. That maybe there was just some I, intermediary. Yeah. I don't think... Braze would be very high on Vasher's list of places to go. Yeah. <laughs> so probably Ashen is more likely. I think the the more likely option here is that hmm. no, I think uh, I was I was gonna say like because because Vasher hit so the way the way world hopping is involved in this, Vasher leaves maybe. Or maybe one of the other scholars, but yep. leaves uh, Nalthus, makes his way to Roshar, comes back with the knowledge of shard blades, mm -hmm. right? Or possibly other blades, but yeah, probably right. shard blades. Mm -hmm. Creates night blood. Yep. Time passes. Warbreaker Denavel happens. Vasher leaves Nalthus with or without night blood. Perfectly possible. And so. He's if either somebody way, took... go ahead. Yeah, either way, Nightblood has left Nalthus at that point. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. time passes where we don't where people who are hunting Nightblood, i.e. Vivenna, 
don't know where Nightblood is. And so Nightblood could have gone anywhere in the amount of time it takes for him for Nightblood to leave Nalthus and arrive on Roshar. It could be, they could have gone to Scadrial, they could have gone to Cell, they could have gone they could have gone to Dromenad, you know. Could have gone to Vax. It could have gone to Vax. That's where Vasher sure, went first. It has a yeah. V in it. Vasher's like, yeah. I'm there. We, we we know Nightblood has like a connection to Ruins Investiture in some way. And so maybe someone was like, Oh, I'm just gonna go take you to Scadrial for in, some reason. In not the way we think. Yeah. In the non trivial way. In the non-trivial way, has a link to ruin. So I forgot maybe about that like, word of Brandon. Just <laughs> I can't forget about that word of Brandon. Like, I mean, it's not that I forgot about it. It's just that how wonky that is. Ben, yes. ben wakes up in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, how is Nightblood predicting from his face? <laughs> so maybe yeah. Skadrial over, is over the Lady answer, right? is like what? And I'm like, I'm like Nightblood <laughs> ruin. <laughs> And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I so maybe the answer is just Gadriel, right? Like that's yeah, perfectly possible. Yeah. The adventures of cool. Kelsier and Nightblood. Oh no. <laughs> what a that's terrifying a combination. Uh Blood Nightblood you Kelsier. Oh one hundred percent. Oh yeah. definitely. Well, I, I don't know about that because Kelsier does what he believes is right. By Most... killing a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Sometimes you do need to kill a bunch of people to do what's right. No, like... no, you, you're right. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you need but to kill a bunch of people. Is, but that... the difference is, is that Kelsier enjoys killing well, a bunch of people. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So not that's wrong. the part that might be the problem. So a lot of things were like, yes, he was like this great hero. Some of that was just an excuse so he could kill people. Yeah. Like that is definitely a part of Kelsier. True. I totally agree. Ke Ke I, like I was, I was, I was talking to a friend who's I finally convinced someone to read Final Empire, and he was like going through Kelsey's plan. And Kelsey's plan: Okay, you guys do some sneaky stuff. Uh, Vin, you go to parties. I'm just gonna go kill random people in their houses, and you know, we're just gonna see what happens with me killing random people in their homes. Uh, or, so, or as uh, Kelsey yeah, calls it, the fun part. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be a good question, though. Does yeah. would night Kelsier be a good guy? Is because of the very particular circumstances <laughs> yeah. in the Final Empire. Yep. Outside of those circumstances, mm, not so much. Yeah, but I think he's changed a lot since he became the Sovereign. Yeah. Who or, or knows? He hasn't seen him since he yes. became the Sovereign. <laughs> anyway, anyway, no, that's not the topic. All right. Uh, next question. After a quick revision, <laughs> Orange Jedi asks. Could a non-native be able to return? Um, Non-Nalthian, presumably. We we presume they mean somebody who's not from Nalthus. Yeah. So either somebody who's immigrated from a different world or a descendant of somebody who's immigrated from a different world. Uh, Brandon says, yes, that's possible. Uh, Joy Blue uh, pitches in and asks, so someone who was born without a breath and came to Nalthus, could possibly be returned? Brandon says, possibly could be returned. Yes. Not very likely, but possible. Uh, Joy Blue follows up with, so they could get a divine breath, even though they never, they could be given a divine breath. Yes. I, says Brandon. Do any of you seem to remember a thing where non-natives, like non-Nalthians, could not return? Because that's, I yes. feel like there was a thing like that, and this is different. 
than yes, the previous word of Brandon. But Brandon's just saying theoretically, but it's not yeah. very likely that endowment would do that. Because like yeah. endowments, like special thing, like endowments in her name, <laughs> like it so it'd be weird if she consistent, right? Yeah. Well, what I mean is like is like so when you're when you're a misborn, when you're if you go to schedule, you can't just spontaneously get uh, a metallic art. You know, just out from nowhere because you need to be connected to the shards in some way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, endowments like it's in her name. She endows things on people. She could just give a dying breath to anyone. Like, is is because if she couldn't, then she's a pretty bad endower. If she couldn't just endow things willy nilly. Yeah, just yeah, interesting so. how that changed. Because I thought for yeah. sure that that was yeah, non-natives don't return. Just say it was mm. pretty straight up. Yeah. If there was a thing like that, then it no longer is a thing. Yeah. Cool. It it probably like most things when Brandon says no, it's like, well, you know, usually, no, <laughs> but with enough power yeah. and enough of a motivation, yeah. you can make anything happen. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, with an asterisk. <laughs> no asterisk. Yep, that's right. <laughs> We had no well, asterisks uh, no. in this in these set of lobs. It's very sad. Well, you know, disappointing. I know. <laughs> uh, next one, another one from Orange Jedi. Uh, some great initials there. Uh, can you capture preservation's mist in a sphere? To which Brandon says, "This is plausible." Uh, I rate this whatever. interesting, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, not, like... not terribly shocking. No. Uh, yeah. Do we want to bring up your Mist Fabriol idea you had from ages and ages oh, and ages ago? Oh, no, 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 no. That, that, that was, <laughs> I, I was trying to think of how you could mechanically get the metallic arts. Uh, and I thought it's like, hey, Fabrials are mechanical and you'd put Mist into metal some, somehow. There, there was obviously this break of like, I don't know how you do this, but sure, maybe. But uh, yeah. Give us another question. Speaking of not Skadriel, it's time for Roshar. Treegrass asks... How it's always long... time for sure. Yeah. How long does it take to summon an honor blade? Is it 10 heartbeats or instant? Brandon. So honor blades, as far as anyone knows, is 10 heartbeats. If you were to ask Zeph how long it would take, he would say 10 heartbeats. Treegrass, but they're not. Brandon, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you ask Zeph, if you ask the current bearer of Jezrian's blade, they would all say it takes 10 heartbeats. Uh, and the second questioner asks, what about for the Heralds? Brandon, Raffo there. Brandon has previously said that it taking 10 seconds for Seth was a matter of perception. Yeah, yeah. and it was a matter of perception of Shallan's shard blade as well, before she realized yes. it was a spread. That was, like, more willful, like, well, true. ignorance. Well, true, right? But, like, the, yeah. this 10 heartbeats is not a hard and fast rule, obviously, right? Yeah. Even... It's, it's a thing of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Wadalyn's... And... and... Combined with Zeth's knowledge slash belief that honor blades work like shard blades, then shard blades require ten heartbeats, therefore honor blades require ten heartbeats. Yeah, yeah, it, they probably. It's understandable don't. how that perception can arise. Yes, yeah. but like yeah. it doesn't but need it's... to be the case. Yeah, no. Okay, so for our last wob from Orum, we have 
tree grass's wife Excellent. who asks who, well who doesn't ask a question who states something <laughs> <laughs> you should write a book about rock brandon i am planning a novella about rock so i do plan to do one let's see if i can squeeze it in but i do plan to give him his own novella Sweet. that'd be wonderful isn't it his novellum, his, his chapter in Oathbringer? Am I right? Hey. That's <laughs> <laughs> really not. But, um, so right next to Lyft, the Risen, and... Is there anyone on Rishon not getting a novella at this point? Yim, he's dead. <laughs> could be a prequel. Could be a flashback prequel. novella. Prequel. Uh, yeah, that's the Stormlight <laughs> prequel I want. Yeah, Yim. Yim. More shoe fixing. Just making shoes. <laughs> yeah. Extended cut. Of nails killing him, but that's exciting. I think this is the first time we've heard of this, right? Yeah, um, possibly, possibly. I I know I heard about this recently. I may have heard it from here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, recently, as in when it was transcribed. We're talking about it now, maybe. <laughs> so now, guys, we're done with Orem, and now we're on to the recent Fan X convention. Uh, formerly a while ago called Salt Lake Comic Con until they got sued. Uh, and yeah. so... Well, they would have two events. One was Salt Lake Comic Con and one was Salt Lake Comic Con Fan X. So this was fun, always fun the story. Fan X one. Yep. Fun story. Not story for today. Yep. And, and we, don't, this, we don't do comp politics. In this <laughs> yeah. uh, event, there are lots of questions from Storm Lightning. Thank you, Storm Lightning. These are Good great. job, Storm Lightning. Yes. Give, give us all the questions. Yep. I think we didn't have a recorder the first day, so we don't get all of no. them. But... Yeah, well, no, we got a very limited, but that's, that's fine. fine. We don't need a double, triple episodes of Word of Brandon episodes. That's fine. <laughs> let's, it's uh, nice let's... to have some things just be secret. Let's churn through some questions. Yes. Yeah. Storm Lightning says, are Hoyd and the set aware of each other? Uh, Brandon says, yes, but I wouldn't say the set as a general rule but members of the set. Uh, as a reminder, the set are the association from the from Era 2. Yep. Uh, how do they feel about each other? Uh, some various shades of loathing. Uh, next time you see Brandon, ask him if it's 50 shades of loathing. Uh-huh. On both sides, <laughs> ask Storm Lightning. Yes, says Brandon. Great. So they don't like each other. Not surprising. Yep. I just loved the way he phrased that. Some various shades of loathing. Shades of loathing. (laughs) You know, we have to have more books start with shades or shadows. And so that's going to be uh, book one of Era 3, Shades of Loathing. Easy. (laughs) No, that's going to be the Threnody novel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Shades (laughs) for silence in the shadows of... of of loading. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so the next one by Questioner. Uh, would a copper cloud uh, at all affect how Spren act? To which Brennan says yes. Hmm. So a copper cloud, which is the one that blocks detection from bronze burners. Good, good job. Other remembering detection. That. Yeah. Yeah. I I've think it would make Spren less likely to appear. Because they're yeah. not going to de- be able to detect the emotions that would attract them. That makes sense. 
Okay. Hmm, maybe. Because we know that Copper Clouds would shield mines like how the Aviar do. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's and true. they also obviously protect from emotional elemency. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Cool. That that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. I'd yeah. like to that, see that. Yeah, that's 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 actually similar enough to emotional elements, you think, right? So so spren, yeah. especially the emotion spren, would need a way to detect the emotions yeah, in a human on the other side. And so if you are able to put up a wall between that detection mechanism, regardless of which way the detection goes, then it, it works yeah. exactly like emotional elements. I'm down with that. Maybe there's other effects though, but hard to say at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, this next questioner asks how Alcatraz book six is coming along. And Brandon says it's coming along really well. It's almost done. He's written his half. Bastille hasn't finished her half yet. Otherwise known as Jancy, <laughs> a friend of mine that I'm co-writing it with so I can blend the voice and make it sound a little more distinctive. It was sounding too much like Alcatraz. So I wrote a big chunk of it. And then I asked her to write a big chunk of it. And she is smoothing the voice together. I think she is near the last chapter of it of the chunk she had been writing. It's going to be really cool. The ending that I have, it's really zany and it's really crazy, but it is great. Cool. Nice. Cool. I should really read. Yes, you should. Well, yeah. Once Alcatraz 6 is yeah. coming out, like once the series ends, it's like, oh, now I have motivation to read the rest of these. Read these <laughs> you know? They're, they're fun books. They're fun. Super they quick books. Super quick reads. And, and super quick. Yeah. You can read them in like not long at all. Cool. <laughs> Evening reading. <laughs> An afternoon. Yeah. Like. Oh, right. Oh, they're really short. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, they're like a hundred. They're middle grade novels. Yeah. With cool. very, very fun and cute illustrations. They're they're great. I still haven't cool. bought the new edition. I have the oh, I have the so old the scholastic editions nice. that are oh like that have the terrible covers. Yeah. Alcatraz is really have, fun, guys. So I have I have I guess off record. I have all of the old ones, the scholastic ones, yeah. and I have most of the new ones, but not all of them. And just the old ones are so bad. The covers are so terrible. <laughs> I could bring them over. But so yeah. terrible. I like this one. This one is probably a prelude to this connection language thing that we might be talking about. I think this might have sparked it, but I don't remember. But Possibly. Well, was Alex's last name Neverfar? Yeah. I guess. Um, yep. I haven't, I didn't get to that. I haven't gotten to the ship part of Bands of Morning yet. So. <laughs> so fun fact, I knew that. Like, I see the name and I recognize it. I've never processed that it's actually like never far. <laughs> I've always read it as as a proper noun. It's like shepherd is sheep herd. Yeah, f that though. <laughs> I, it took me a long time to realize that. Okay, so this next question is from Gyoza Guy. Olek Neverfar has those medallions that let him talk to people in their language but he has an accent because it knows his parents aren't from that area. So I'm wondering if he and his parents are both using those in a foreign land, does he no longer have an accent and his parents would? Brandon, I would say that they would both still have an accent. He was a guy. So it's not connected. Brandon, it's connecting to the soul of his parents and it's kind of picking that out. There are ways around that. If you're really good with the way connection works and things like that. Obviously, you've seen Hoyt speaking without an accent all over the place. The medallions are kind of a crude, early version of doing that sort of thing, not really in control of the magic more. And so I wanted to build in some little indications that things are not quite as fluid as they will someday get. Hmm. Here's a guy. So it's more of a hack and not a rewrite of the connection. Brennan, 
Yeah, exactly. Blue bar. It's not a direct link from them to the investiture. Granted. Yeah. If you find someone who's using the magic themselves, you'll see, you'll see that they, like Dalinar didn't have. The people who spoke with Dalinar didn't have accents when he was using the same sort of connection magic to give them linguistics and things like that. Interesting. What an interesting question, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so... I rate that a good question. Good yeah. question out of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of 16, obviously. Oh, good oh, well, <laughs> Or 17, I mean. 10, 10 is equally valid. Yeah. Uh, Only if we're on Roshar. So I guess the fair chemi way of doing things is just not as great as the other more direct ways, maybe? Sounds like it. Well, it depends. So I think the problem here may be less ferrochemy and more the fact that you are using a fabrial in. Mm. <laughs> um, because if you are a ferrochemist, you may have more fine and granular control over like exactly the kind of connection you're forming I guess and that's true. exactly how you're forming it. Whereas if you are tapping a medallion, it's kind of a mechanical give me a connection. Well, aren't you kind, kind of kind of like aren't you storing um, connection? No, you're tapping. You're tapping connection. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you, you're tapping blank connection, which is automatically connecting to where you are. And and so the way the way you can think of it, you know, you know those uh, mechanical toys where if you're lazy and you don't want to play with your dog, you can like put a ball in it and it and it launches the ball and and the dog runs and and catches it and brings it back puts it back in the mechanical contraption yes that's a medallion and and you yes taking taking the ball and like throwing that is like hoid i need to finish bands of morning because i'm just like <laughs> yes you do i'm like I- I, I legitimately okay. thought that the blank connection happened because you were storing your own connection, and so then you had a blank no. connection. No, because no. you'd be storing your... How do the medallions get blank? We'll you you store... Your identity. So Then you, you store your connection. Well, no. identity no. Is, is whatever. That's if you want other people to use the thing. You store your own connection, and now your connection is in the medallion. Uh-huh. But it's... Like when you are storing connection, you're not storing connection to something. You are storing connection, period. And when you tap that, mm. out, that that's how Alec explains it. When you tap, I them, don't think that's the default. It's like you can do that. That's like that's how these medallions are created. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like connection. I agree. That's how the medallions work. You, you store a connection, and whether you store that connection as blank connection or whether it gets like erased in, in, in the process of storing it is irrelevant. But once you start tapping that stored connection, you tap it blank. Mm-hmm. And so it automatically connects to right. wherever you are. Okay, I see what you're saying. I need to you're putting... You're putting a string or a rope in in the medallion. You're, and, you're putting and it, it may it may have a different color. It may not. It doesn't matter. When you take it out, it links better. you to where you are. You're, you're storing your ability to connect to things, not your connection to things. Mm-hmm. So when you tap it, you're tapping the blank ability to 
connect to things which automatically connect to the land. I I don't like that. I think I'm legitimately more confused now than what I what I. Oh, before it's this. like the thing is like in well, it's in the medallion and not connecting anything. It doesn't matter if it's blank, but what you're actually like using that connection like it has to connect to something. So it's just connecting to the closest thing, which is where you are. And it's like, you could probably manipulate to connect to somewhere else if you were better and actually knew what you were doing. And the reason like, you have is... accent is because this is just an additional connection. Like it mm. doesn't override your existing spirit web. It doesn't override your existing connections mm -hmm. unless maybe it overrides your location based um connection like maybe there's only like one quote unquote connection location gene thing and so the reason you have an accent is because your soul is still connected to your parents like tapping connection doesn't yeah. erase that mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah maybe right, if you, right, if you right, were right. like if you were reforging yourself that would change yeah, things. Yeah, you'd like, you'd like need yeah. to rewrite your current spirit web in order to... Well, yeah. it's like forgery light because it is tricking your soul into thinking you're raised here so you know the language. But it's like your parents were still raised born yeah. wherever you're actually from. Right, you have to just do it more. You have to do more. And so, and so I was going to say, it was really surprising to me that um, Brandon's first answer was like to, to the question of well what if you were tapping connection and your parents were tapping connection i was really surprised that you would retain your accent so this also goes back to forgery where it's like you're not actually changing the history of yeah the item as far as the rest of the universe is concerned so it's like yes you're tricking each person's soul individually that they were each ways in that place. But in the spiritual but realm. <laughs> it, but, like, my soul still knows where my parents are from. Even yeah. if their soul currently thinks it's from somewhere else. Right. Yeah. That's how I'm seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to do it more. I, I see that. Mm -hmm. It was not immediately obvious that this is how these mechanics would work like because it would have been equally likely i think that your soul just wouldn't know where your parents are and so your soul kind of follows the connection to your parents and asks hey mm -hmm. where are you from uh, okay yeah but, but obviously it, from the answer that's not how it works. obviously yeah. not no yes cool yeah cool and so i actually have been wanting to say this like i still fully contend that these are not fabrials Okay, great, cool. Just saying. Cool. Uh, okay. I like the term metalizer. Who... Can we kick him off the podcast for that? <laughs> Next question. Storm Lightning. You've talked about how Hoyt really appreciates his new light weaving abilities, but what about the soul casting side of things? Brent says, so you have to see. Is he excited about that, or does he already have all of that? No, he doesn't have all of that. He knows more than a lot of people do, and knows to be more frightened of soul casting than others are. Frightened is perhaps the wrong term. Wary. Ha. Huh. Ha, huh, indeed. 
So I suppose when you're fundamentally changing the makeup of things, that probably has ramifications. Yeah, potentially dangerous, right? Right. So my my initial initial read on this, initial feeling on this is, there's not a lot Hoyt is afraid of <laughs> or hmm. concerned with. Yeah. Well, yeah. concerned about, I should say. He doesn't think a lot of things can damage him, and and probably with a good reason, right? Yeah. Changing his soul is probably one of the things that it is potentially dangerous to him. Uh, and so soul casting inherently is not something to be trivial about. Yeah, I think soul casting him would be one of the few ways that could actually kill him. Because, like, if he's turned into stone, it's like, can't really heal from that. Like, if he turned 100% to stone. Uh, I didn't interpret it that way. I interpret it more as the action of, of soul casting. Of using soul casting. Yeah. Of using yes, soul casting. And what happens to people dangerous. who soul cast? But we. They. Ah, uh, they start turning into. It starts changing them. Yes. I see what you're and saying it's like, now. yes. Um, Radiant soul casters, like, there are protections in place. Yes. But we don't know if that 100% makes yeah. that not a problem. I guess and also, it might apply differently to Hoyt because Hoyt just breaks Hoyt's all the rules. Weird. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and hence, he's wary. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the girls, Ben. Cool. Okay. So, this one's from Storm Lightning. Uh, they ask so, about the girl who looked up. Uh, when her hair turns white, I'm just wondering, was that a Shallon cause thing or was that external? Trish Brennan says that was external. Hmm. Stormlining says it was nothing to do with her. And Brennan says everything had something to do with her. Thanks. Uh, so Stormlining said, sir, but she did it cause it subconsciously or otherwise. Brennan said, well, she was involved, but the original source of that, yes, she was involved in that. And Stormlining said, but she didn't know something that caused it, even way back in her memory. Brennan says, no, no, you're going in the wrong direction for that. So what? what I'm assuming this means, the girl who looked up, yes. the, 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 the story, whoever it's about, mm-hmm. the white hair came from somewhere external. Shalan wasn't like remembering it from somewhere. Uh, similar to how when Shalan was doing drawing pictures, she could draw pictures of people in other places, like where she drew... Um, the crew of the wind's pleasure y'all yep yeah y'all there she sometimes draws things that she shouldn't be able to see or know and so i assume that's what happened there she made the girl who looked at hairs white because of something she shouldn't or didn't know mm-hmm. and because it that was maybe the what actually happened was close to what actually happened i like connecting it to those drawings she did yeah it's not something i had thought of but i really like that hmm. yeah. was this was the white hair also in her in the like first vision yeah which yeah it one? was in the i'm pretty it was, sure it was it the was, original one it was definitely in the hoid one it, yeah it, it was definitely the hoid one i'm saying was it also in the urethero theater i don't uh, believe so i think it was i'm gonna quickly look it up let's look because i think it research was. time right also we should have like a cheesy 80s Research break, like oh, that was just funny. Yeah, that, we actually kind of do need something like that. Yeah, it is. It's it's chapter twenty five. Uh, her hair suddenly turns white, and Shannon's like, "Had her hair always been white?" Oh, <clears throat> in- interesting. Yeah, interesting. 
So we okay. assume that the the girl who looked up story is is something that pretty much must have happened or something similar to it must have happened at some point in reality. Maybe not on Rosha, maybe not you know, mm. thing, but the story came from somewhere. Yeah. So this She's doesn't connected fit. to it in some way. Yeah. Sure, spiritual realm, time and space don't matter. Paladin um, is good at the sphere because he will be up, good with the up, sphere. Shut up, shut up, Do not finish that sentence. <laughs> um, Everyone who accomplishes anything in their life just is already good at everything. That's right. Blah, that's right. Yeah. Colors, that's, colors and gemstones are important because people perceive color to be important. <laughs> oh my god. Brandon, Brandon, I love you, but Brandon, I hate you. Sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, so what I was, what I was thinking, um, and this no longer applies, I think, but I'm going to bring it up because maybe, maybe I've, I've discounted the idea unreasonably. Um, white hair mm -hmm. is the color of the royal locks when somebody's afraid. Okay. Now, the reason I don't think it applies anymore is because, well, like, at, at the moment Shalan was making that change, she didn't have a reason to be afraid just yet. Like she was about to have her encounter with the Midnight Mar or with the um, with the Midnight Fear. Essence, yeah. but that was not for another few seconds. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. um, this could not be further from my interpretation. Yeah, I don't think this is related. <laughs> Ian, what did you think? <laughs> so. Who else in the Cosmere has white hair? Hoid. Hoid! And it's... I don't believe his hair is naturally white. Something happened to him. Yes. So it is white. Uh-huh. Yes. So it's like... Keep talking. Whatever that might be involved with this somehow, that's all I have. That some, so <laughs> are you saying that something happened to make Hoid's hair white? Something happened to the girl who looked up to make her hair white. And those things could be related. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because, like, I don't think Hoyd is like, oh, he got really stressed out, so his hair turned white. Which is actually a thing that can happen. Or <laughs> it's Maria Antoinette syndrome, I think. Whereas, like, young people's hair just spontaneously turns white. Sometimes oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, but interesting. That just popped in my head. This is. I didn't think girl who looked up could be weirder, but I forgot about that <laughs> fact. That this is that's that is another very good question. Okay, what if the original girl who looked up, yeah, was actually Hoyd in a drag <laughs> on a horse? On a horse, yes. Well, no. Yep. Can't be on a horse. There were no horses on Roshar at that time. Yeah. Come on. No. Well, no, there's no horses on Roshar, so therefore she wouldn't add it no, to the story. No, she was going yeah. over from uh. Shinovar, where there were horses, over to where the storms were. Come on. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fine. This isn't even historically accurate anymore. <laughs> um, no, but I do but I do seriously kind of wonder if, if Hoyd was instrumental in um, the expansion of like if, if whether like whether he was a prometheus like figure to the ashenites when they first came to um hmm. to Rosher. i really want to read 
the second girl who looked up scene again. This next one. Questioner asks, does Marsh know much about what Kelsey is doing and okay about it? Brandon, yes. Okay. Anything else on that or just a yes until further? Brandon, yes, he knows. He's aware. Questioner, it's probably on 17 shard or something. Brandon, it's not. No. That's just me. That's not in there anywhere. He's aware, but he's, yeah, yeah. He wasn't aware of all the stuff like he is by now though that's what i'll say we know marsh was on the south on the southern right he's he's on the southern side of the he voyaged he there during era two. Oh, really yeah is that, is that what it was yeah, yeah. oh okay. that's why marsh hasn't been around like in since shadows Alloy. itself or since Alloy. oh that must be a fun cruise ship <laughs> just on there. can we just talk about that let's write a novella about that okay which is gonna by the way that guy over there he's our cultural incarnation of death don't worry about him <laughs> it's, but... it's a it's a really it's a really i mean obviously that's not how it happens but it, it's a really cool twist on the like the bolt man and and the river sticks <laughs> right yeah Except instead yeah. of instead of some oh, the ferryman, not the boatman. Uh, instead yeah. of somebody like carrying the dead to the other side, you have <laughs> <Someone> death <laughs> being carried getting on the ferry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I forgot that part that he had voyaged in Era Two. I knew I thought he had just had been there before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's recent. Okay, His expedition there. Mm. Cool. Yeah, and he did so... know these things. So. But yeah, cool. Also, dear listeners, uh, we don't know everything here on the 17th show. No, we don't. Uh, no. <laughs> the, the, it was just a thing that Brandon said at one point, and uh, you can find it on our canon at wob.compromise.net. Oh, my goodness. So, these next this ones. is my absolute favorite wob. This, these oh, next this two are episode. incredible. They're the best part. You, we saved the best for last. So this is from Storm Lightning, who asks... Would the ghost bloods try to recruit a sleepless? Brandon. Um, the ghost bloods would not trust a sleepless. Stormlining. They wouldn't. So they wouldn't even try to get one? Brandon, they would not. They would expect a sleepless to take over their organization or try to and try to stay far away from the sleepless. Stormlining. What about the 17th shard? Brandon. There are members of the 17th Shard who would be interested in recruiting one of the Sleepless. Generally, they represent a wild card faction that a lot of other people are wary of. Stormlining. I guess Chris and them just know about them? Brandon. Yes. The Sleepless are cause mere aware. Stormlining. Are they world hoppers? Brandon. There are Sleepless on many planets. They have mostly oh, wow. settled on Roshar for various reasons. Various reasons. Okay. I mean, that last sentence is the least interesting thing. <laughs> there's a lot. Well, there's a lot interesting on this. There's a lot um, interesting. About I love Sleepless. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Me too. I've loved so them happy. forever. <laughs> so, what I am really worried about uh-huh. right now is that we need to go through every book and for <laughs> any kremlin like thing yeah any bug ever wouldn't someone have known this uh found of this somehow by now but i mean yes but we would have think they have to be bugs 
Uh, I guess. Oh no! Fair. Don't say that. It's a million times God. I think that they have cultivated their hordlings on Roshar to fit look like Kremlings, so that. No, that's I, one I, there, there's, there's, another, here. there's another question right below that we'll, we'll talk about. Should we about jump into the next question just so we can why talk we, about why, why not? Why not? Why don't we do that? Why not? Okay. So, so Storm Lightning relentlessly continues the Inquisition. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gosh. How hard would it be? <laughs> <laughs> no one expects the Storm Lightning Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> How hard would it be? For a sleepless to imitate the Larkin powers in one of their hordlings. Uh, Brandon says, Oh, they would take generations and generations of purposeful attempts and mutating that out. Could they theoretically do it? They could theoretically do it. What? <laughs> what? So, yeah, they don't I mean, have to be hordlings. They don't have to look like Kremlings, clearly. Well, so Kremlin is it's it's kind of like saying insect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it like could be some are crustaceans, some are insects. It's like really a mix of the two. It's, it's like, like wine or chickens, but even yeah. more so. Oh, linguistically, I was like, wait, what? Hordlings <laughs> are like wine. You know? <laughs> like they they go one. really well with cheese. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure the sleepless love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Okay. Let's let's try to parse some of this. Sleepless on many planets. They like taking control of things. They're ambitious. They're ambitious. Oh, which is oh. which is not. Okay, great. You you, you use the buzzword. Okay, let's Sharp synergize name. now. Synergize autonomy. <laughs> Ruin preservation. They're really passionate Cultivate. about controlling things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Sometimes I hate this podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. With passion. Um. Sleepless on multiple planets. We know they are going to be important in Era 4. Four. Yes. Um, Sci-fi era, I, if you don't remember. Yep. Yep. Space opera. I think the assumption has always kind of been that Roshar and Scadrio would kind of get together and and like their story would in some way continue forward as a, as a joint story. But that is not necessarily the case now, knowing that there might actually be sleepless on Scadrio right now. I would be surprised if there were not, to be honest, given this one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah given given this, yeah, sure. Um, I could they imitate the powers of the Larkin theoretically after many generations? So, what is interesting to me here is that the Larkin's ability to suck investiture at a distance, right? Because they don't like latch onto somebody. Yeah. They they breathe the investiture out of yep. them. Yep. That appears to be, if not purely, then mostly a biological process. Yeah. yeah. Like if the sleepless can just breed over and over and over and over again their hordlings and eventually arrive at something like the Larkin. It's biological. Yeah, like yeah. you don't you don't need, let's say, us, like the Larkin don't have a sprint connection, for example, that allows them to do that. Yeah. Uh, they don't have 
a connection to a shard that allows them to do that. Yeah, but I don't. It's just. It's like it's not organ. that. It's not that. Weird. It's not that of an. Yeah, it's not that weird because we know that on Scadriel, metallic arts are genetic. So no, I don't like think passed down. I think it's more it's... just like how a creature can have its niche, and investiture is a very free resource on Roshar. It makes yeah. sense that something would develop to be like. You know, all that investor, I'm going to eat some of that. And uh, other creatures yeah. are not going to do that, so I'm going to have food. And, like, yeah. that's legit why koalas eat eucalyptus. Because no one else is going to eat eucalyptus. And because it's poisonous. <laughs> and so koalas develop to just eat that. So, like, it's not that weird. It's just a fuel source. Yeah. But I think I think, yeah. that, I think Arjun's point is that most of the animals and things on Roshar and plants that develop a use for investiture they knew it through like a spring connection like you know the life sure okay or, you yeah. know, the music spread for the, the courses yeah so this is like In, investiture like, like, is not readily available to most species yeah like usually you need some extra oomph well yeah it's just a matter of like mutating that trait it's like yeah. it happened to larkin fair didn't happen no. anywhere else but that's just yeah like, random mutations happening like yeah or this could have been designed by aiden i'm like also we don't true. know also true sure why not it, it is we it... used to call larkin dragon wasps okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do so uh -huh. I said ambition, and ambition's vessel was Uladar, who was a Shodel. Now we don't know anything about Shodel. So what if, what if, what if, <laughs> what if, no, sleepless are Shodel. You should read the Dragonsteel chapters that are well, I don't on. live in the US. I can't, I can't, you know, They're not you sleepless. can't look at Brandon's website. Oh, what those? Oh, is there, is there Shodel on there? Yes. I have read them, but yeah. no. Yes. A long time ago. Yeah, they rubbish. literally they fight Shodel. Okay, fine. The Shodel bugs then. This this fame they're life. They make fame. The fame life. I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing things at the wall. I'm, I'm skeptical. Like, Good. You should be. Uh <laughs> I find it interesting that Sleepless could like try and infiltrate other organizations and stuff. And maybe have That's their really fingers funny, in all things, maybe. Yeah. We know how they like to watch things on Roshar, so I probably everyone is a bit wary of random bugs all over. If you're aware they're sleepless and you don't want them sitting in your meetings, you're probably going to be like, should we get rid of all the bugs in the room before we... Uh, the bugs, get it? Spying? Uh, before we start talking you know, about our meeting. <laughs> Boo! We're going to kick you from this call now. Boo! <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm going to disagree with you evgeny and say that they have mostly settled on roshar for various reasons is interesting because we don't know talk to me about it why to be fair yes evgeny did say it was the least interesting <laughs> oh not, not that, that not, not that it was interesting. not interesting i think it's actually yeah. fairly interesting because we don't know why where the amians came from they just came to roshar how that related it to the Sia Amians. They both went into Amia because reasons. Who knows what's going on there? That, there's a lot of questions there, and they just have settled on Roshar for 
various reasons. Very helpful, Brandon. That's extremely helpful. But why? You know what I wonder? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you you had a you had a a, a wonder. Well, I wonder why. Of all the places in the Cosmere, places with awful desolation seems like a really bad place to settle. Unless they're trying to influence things there, which is possible. That, that seems likely, given what we just had, right? Yeah. Uh, possible, if not likely. They're certainly not doing it for safety, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe they couldn't go through customs. <laughs> <laughs> they can get their Nalthian customs. They're like, y do you have a hordling in your, uh, in your uh, carry-on baggage? And Dalman's just like, nuke, nuke them. <laughs> um, so, so like someone's I, walking was... in with that briefcase and it opens and just hundreds of bugs fall out. And like, <laughs> like, no, not again! I don't know where they came from. <laughs> it took a thousand years for us to kill the last sleepless here. Uh, so what I was wondering is, we... Oftentimes, we, we kind of bundle the Sia and the Dizian together. Yep. When Because we say Amians, and, and they're like both of them are Amians. Many of us do that, Ian. Stop shaking your head. <laughs> I'm with Ian on this. Um, I, I think it's, it's very likely that Ian is going to try to interrupt me, but I'm just going to keep talking. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, the, the I stopped are... myself. <laughs> Good job, guys. Uh, the Sia are actually native to Roshar, and the Dizian are obviously not. And one of the reasons they settled onto that world uh, was maybe because they found some acceptance in, hey, these other people are also really weird. And these other other people don't like these other people who are weird. We can be weird together. We can be weird together. <laughs> in, in different ways. You know what? That's yeah? that's the best theory I've heard for this. Yeah, sure. Yes, Ian. For the record, I was shaking my head because that's a bad idea to lump them together. Not that I was objecting to the fact that people <laughs> do lump them together. Yeah, no, I... I agree. Yeah, they're they're the sleepless. I I agree. I totally agree with you, Ian. Uh no, I, I like. Wait, I was just thinking this one. Yes, Ooh. go ahead. I was gonna say I was just thinking about going back to your point about them living in Amia being it like Roshar's a bit of a dangerous place. I'm like I'm like looking at my my Roshar map over here. Uh huh. Yes. Bam. Yes. And like Amia is like the New Zealand of of Roshar. Like it's like off the main continent, the main desolations and all that. You've got like you've got like. Shinovar yeah, here. I'm sure the fiends like, wouldn't like, go to a place. Everyone else is one here. of the freaking oath and gates. Fight, and they're gonna fight. Like one this. of the silver and kingdoms. No really be... That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> was literally had point. an oath gate. <laughs> it was involved, Ben. It's, like, it's like, also it's more like, like Australia. Kind of, it's like it's like behind Shinovar. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's probably close to Australia than New Zealand, but uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking it probably wouldn't be that bit dangerous to, to be in Amia you know, during the discussion. I have a theory, guys. You know where the sleepless Good. originally came from? Vax. Vax. Easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Nailed it. Sure. Initiation. Why sure, why not? In the un and then they it's went weird. there to Amia to explore the undersea caverns of Amia. Easy. Yes. Okay. I mean, 
I reckon they probably made the undersea caverns because they're hundreds of bugs and they live on an island. Okay, yeah, that's they probably a good made. Point. <laughs> yeah. Like a hive thing, you know? Yeah, like like a hive yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. Well, well, honestly, if we didn't blab about Jordan Con so much, we would be w very productive on this swap episode. We got a lot done. So. Yeah. And sorry if we didn't mention your wob, but yes. There's, there's. A you had to pick highlights. Yeah, we always, we always pick highlights that are like really cool. So, just because you have a cool question, uh, doesn't mean we don't appreciate it. Uh, unless it's about time bubbles, then I don't appreciate it. But others on this podcast <laughs> do, so don't worry. Um, so, uh, you can find all of these words of Brandon and more at wob.coppermine.net. And you know what time it is? It's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Okay. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character? So a game show where you guys send in five clues and a character, and I read out the five clues to these guys, and then they try and guess who the character is, um, and then if they don't, they suck. Menace. Win. It's not menace. Wait. <laughs> 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 it might be menace. <laughs> Wait, really? You don't get okay. to guess before clues happen. <laughs> you don't get to guess clues before. The... You don't get to guess characters before the clues happen. <laughs> okay. Hoyt right, Kenton. All right, great, cool. Hoyt <laughs> so, Kenton. So, character number one, clue number yeah. one. This character is female. <laughs> oh, it's was sent in by Gavin Morrison as well. Hi, Gavin. Hi, Gavin. Hi, Gavin. I'm going to guess the girl who looked up. It is not the girl who looked I'm up. I'm going to guess Ulada. It is not Ulada. I'm going to guess a character from Cell. Whoa, so place. half of this podcast can be ex can be can be annoyed at my correct pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, what if I just have a robot? Shay. It is not. That shy. makes me the most angry. I almost want to edit <laughs> something that like is saying shy and like robot over you saying that. Microsoft voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what if I just have a robot? Shy. <laughs> do it. I legit might do that. This character's full name is not often used. Siri. It is Siri! Hey! Boom! Nice. Cicerina. Or Siri-sina. Cicerina. Uh, Cicerina. Cool. Yep. Uh, clue number three I... was this character is invested. Clue number four was has ancestors who are speculated to be world hoppers. And five, this character's name is spoken loud on Earth more often than any character in the Cosmere. Ah. <laughs> it's the great nice. clue. Nice. Nice. Well are they speculated to that... be world hoppers in clue four? Don't worry about it. Let's, let's not have weird speculation on what someone thought one day. I, I think we should ban those types of clues. No, I want someone to send in a whole Who's the Cosmic character where all the clues are nothing but speculation no, and theories. Just, no. yeah. just crackpot theories. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, I got to Siri like a second after you because my first thought was Wheel of Time for some reason. Ah! <laughs> I was like, wait, uh -huh. I was like, Elman wait, no, that's not Cosmic. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Excellent. 
<laughs> 10 out of 10. What? Ian doesn't get this point. Sweet. Someone's, yeah. Don't, don't send in who's that World Town characters. Actually, yes, do send in Wheel of Time No, definitely don't do that. <laughs> There's far too many Wheel of Time characters. <laughs> no. I haven't read those um, yet. I mean, the Cosmere characters are approaching the Wheel of Time ones. Are they? Because there's like 2,000 Wheel of Time characters. Only 2,000? Yeah. Named characters. Only 2,000? No, mind you, it's only in one series, right? So yeah, we, by we the end of Stormlight, we Stormlight might books. <laughs> And 850 or something. Hey, we have nearly 1,700 characters in the Cosmere. We'll get there. So, getting there, yeah. Oh, sorry. This is 1,700 total characters on the Coppermine, which is not the same as Cosmere characters. My apologies. Give us more, Ben. We do too. Yeah, I'm just trying to pick a good one. Find Menace. Cool, okay. Actually, that already happened on the Who's a Cosmere Character show, and I got it. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> You're at Jordan Khan. Oh. So meeting the... your new friends, and you just didn't like us anymore. The, something funny happened because I was listening well, to this week's most recent podcast, and you actually said, "Like, I'm waiting for a clue where it says they're in two chapters, and then I'm going to guess menace." And I was like, eh. is, that, "Is that what I said?" <laughs> yeah, you literally said that, and I was like, "I was like, <laughs> can tell the Wait, future." The one they posted yesterday. The one you posted, either the either the most recent one or the one you posted. No, 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 not this week's. Sorry, either Radiance 2 or Radiance 3. You were oh, like, I'm waiting. I remember me doing that. Like, All right, moving on. Anyway, moving on. That was like cool. forever Car ago that I uh, <laughs> that I edited that one. <laughs> I was like, wait, I just edited yesterday. I don't remember that at all. I believe yeah. in yesterday's podcast, Matt was like, do you just guess Menace on every single one? Yeah, absolutely. I think you do. Not every not single every. one. Somebody does. Somebody not else. this one. I the, not the point that I just got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Counter cool. example. Okay. Character number two. Okay, clue number one. This character is a soldier. Town. It's not town. Yondel. It is not Yondel. Demu. It is not Demu. Good choices. Clue number two. This is a viewpoint character. Kaladin. Well, that narrows it down. Kaladin. It is not Kaladin. It's not Kaladin. Uh, Wellen, that one guy who get who's based on Dan Wells, who got a viewpoint <laughs> yep. chapter in like Well of Ascension, of Ascension. Or, or Hero of Ages. It is not Wellen. Okay. Good guess. I like that. <gasps> I know who it is. Wait, no, he wasn't a soldier. No, he was not a soldier. Okay, alright. I forgot the name of that character. What character? Are we thinking the same thing? Probably. The <laughs> kid from the very first Kaladin chapter. No, not at all. That was not what okay. I was thinking at all. No, that's, that, that's the one I'm thinking. The one the one who... Um, like, the very first viewpoint. So... Who has the same name as a Wheel of Time character. So, Ben... <laughs> yeah, that's would useful. Ca characters who enlisted be considered soldiers or do you have to be like a good soldier you have to be yeah someone who's enlisted is enlisted to become a soldier that's what enlisting no, means. to become a soldier well i guess if you die on the way to you know whatever you've enlisted i for. want to pedantic out what a soldier <laughs> means okay oh okay, do, you, okay. do you want to this guess character... one of the one of the hearthstone villagers no that's not what i was thinking either but okay. the thing that i was thinking doesn't work so never mind 
Okay. This character my, is a soldier. My guess is my guess is that the the kid, um, the uh, last kid, Kaladin adopts before yeah. encountering the Shardbearer. I'll give it to you because yeah, that's the. You didn't know the name. It's that character. It's Sen. Yeah, it's yeah. Sen. Come on, you didn't know that name. I I knew it at some point, but I've been eating nuts all day. <laughs> that doesn't. That does, that's not. Does even mess related. with your ability to remember Sen. Um. So yeah, Kaloo number three was this character feels in over their head. Kaloo number four was there is a talk between this character and another character about going to the bathroom during a battle. And character number right. five is this. I mean, it is a thing. Wasn't Kaloo's squad? Uh, so yeah. Did did we have had multiple? Name who sent this one? Oh. Oh, I don't think I did. It's from Card Sid River. River. Uh, you want to try that C one again, there, Ben? <laughs> I'm sorry. Card Sid River. Card Sid. Card Sid River. Card Sid. Okay, the word Eric, card. The word Eric, can we can we put R, on a V in an A? <laughs> uh, if if Ben puts it in the document, then yes. I'll put it in the document. <laughs> so good. Is it? Card as in the fish, or card as in playing card? Card as in playing card. Card? Okay. That was a good American. I like that. Card. <laughs> and then the letter R, the letter V, and the letter A. Unless they got the R and the V wrong, and they're just cards in bra, which case, yeah, it's cards in bra. How do you do cards in bra? Oh, so there's probably like some initial nonsense going on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. Anyway. Good talk. Good. Who's that cosmic character? Yes. Who's that not cosmic character? It's cards. Something. Yeah. All right, guys. Follow us on 17 for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Join us in Discord where you can chat with us. You can find Wobs at wob.coppermind.net. You can look at everything on the wiki at coppermind.net. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can support us on Patreon if you like what we do. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 My name is Shalash. No, it's not. <laughs> ah. We're on task. We don't need rails. You told us we didn't need rails. <laughs> I am an inspirational speaker. <laughs> I can't wait till you're the guest of honor of a Jordan Con and you're like, we don't need rails. Let's go forward, America. <laughs> Dump things in the hard Boston Harbor. Yeah. America! <laughs> yeah, like that. I would listen to you do a guest of honor speech, pretending to be the most redneck person ever in America. <laughs> that would be incredible. I would pay at least $15 to see that. Good, sir. Sweet. Anyway, continue. After after a short... Sh short? <laughs> a short. <laughs> this is staying in the episode. <laughs> after a short break. <laughs> Uh, where we just Go laugh ahead. for uh, for no reason. We gotta make Next question. fun. Why does Eric talk like a crazy person? It's like, I'm excited.